0: Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Widell and let's get started. This episode is another idea I'm sharing with you from my own personal daily reflections on winning. Okay, I've got something I want to share with you. I'm just kind of debating this out in my mind, I was listening to a podcast and they had this expert on Ramani Durvasula, vassula and she's got a lot of YouTubes, a lot of books and she's like the world's greatest expert on narcissists, psychopaths, psych, you know, all of the psychos. And, uh, you know, the thing came out that... Uh, you know, we all deal with these kind of people. They're everywhere. They'll ruin your life if you let them. Because they become very agreeable to you, very nice. You just love them. They mirror all your behavior to get you to like them. And then once they've got you, they're snaring you. Then they turn on you and they start taking control of your life. And you start behaving very weirdly and thinking you're the problem. But they're they've, like, turned you inside out. And so... Uh, They can, like, ruin your life if you uh, let them. Unfortunately, some of us have parents that are like this. Unfortunately, some of us have discovered after getting married that we were married to one. And, you know, the thing is that uh, uh, it's a tough situation. But what came out of this, and I'm not going to go on the record as laying down the law on the narcissistic behavior and how to deal with narcissists. Uh, on this because, you know, I'm not an expert. But I am going to tell you one aspect of it. Like, she's got this 267-point question test. She said, like, if you're looking for a mate, she said the ideal thing is you put them, if you could get them to do it, is you'd put them through this 267-questionnaire question uh, questionnaire thing to find out if they're likely to be a narcissist or somebody who's nice to be around. And she said essentially it comes down, are they agreeable or not? And if they're agreeable, you know, I've heard a long time ago that the uh, long-term success of marriages depend on how uh, equally open to compromise both parties are. And the point of that is that if you're open to compromise in the relationship, you value the relationship more than you do. Whatever point of conflict or dispute that's on the table at the moment, you know, so you're willing to compromise. And any if you get a thing where one party compromises all the time, then you've got an abusive relationship, a narcissistic relationship, and one that is not going to last. And so, equally, ability to compromise. And so she's going on about you're looking for somebody agreeable. She said, "Here's what she said." And of course, she's been married. Uh, a time or two herself and she she said it's an interesting field of study the only way i can stay in it because i deal with all of these weird people is i have to go to therapy she said i've gone to therapy my entire life every week uh it's the only way i can deal with all kind of these kind of weird people because it does there's a lot of stress there but she said that you know if you want to Uh, look for a mate or, you know, somebody to be in business with or whatever that's not going to be creating problems, you go in and, you know, you look for the agreeable side of it. But she said the problem with the agreeable side, especially as a mate, and she's, you know, she's a she talking about looking for a male as a husband, she said, unfortunately, the agreeable ones don't make much money. And, you know, had a big laugh with the host there. And so she said, "I've got an agreeable one now, but unfortunately, he doesn't make as much money as my other ones did, or my first one did." And so you know, a big laugh of that. The point. So she put the point on the table, and this I took this personally because here I'm talking to people about uh, counseling on making, you know, a million dollars a year, which is. The idea behind the Million Dollar Mastermind is to maximize your potential and to be a high achiever in whatever arena of life that you're most passionate about. That's the reason behind the Million Dollar Mastermind idea. And I know, I wouldn't say hundreds, but probably between, you know, at least close to a couple hundred million dollars. Earners, not millionaires. That's somebody has got, you know, you could be a millionaire because you had your real estate property go up and luck up on some stock. No, million-dollar earners. That's the arena that I live and breathe in. And these are some of the greatest people in the world. You know, even when I, when I went to North Carolina, we moved up there. And we first got on one side of town in a little uh, inexpensive three-bedroom rental and then once we started to had some success, and the income rolling in, we started looking at other neighborhoods to buy a house. And there was one thing, New Irving Park. And they said, don't go to New Irving Park. Oh, the people are so nasty over there. They're stuck up. Oh, you don't want to go there. They're wealthy and they're, you know, they're all full of themselves. We went over to New Irving Park and found there were some of the nicest people in the world. Friendly. Uh, you know, the people who didn't live there uh they had all this misconceptions and so of course we moved to new irving park and so the thing is it's it's like that in the world it's like people have this misconception that you have to sell your soul to the devil to be successful and you know when people come up this thing like hey you know uh you're either narcissistic or you're agreeable it's like wait a minute I know hundreds of people that are super duper successful, and a lot of them making a million dollars a year, that are very agreeable, very cooperative, you know, very humble, very interested in other they're givers, not takers. And in my experience, not everybody's super successful, but the deal is to be successful, you have to have a team. And if you're a pain in the butt, you're running people off all the time. And I used to have uh, an assistant, uh, a personal assistant, excellent. And she grew up grew up working for her father. And she said, "The trouble with my father is he runs everybody off all the time. And uh, you know he's super successful. He's he he's super successful, but he goes up and down, up and down, because he's always exploding and running people off all the time. And uh, you know." the thing about that you blow your momentum and you're it's hard to start from scratch all over the time so most of the people i have found in my experience that have success and stay you know serial winning which is what my book's about which is my theme you have to be able to get along with people you have to be agreeable you have to compromise you have to have a long term you got to let people be people you got to let them be themselves and and pull out the good and uh let them grow. You know? you know, the thing is, they might, what they might not be good at this year, they'll be good at next year. So it's just like, let the relationship develop. Find a way. If you've got to compromise, compromise. You're probably not so perfect your own darn self, you know. And what I've found is that successful people, most of the successful people I'm around are uh, agreeable and cooperative because they want to have a team and then they want to keep their people with them. And so I took this personally, I started thinking about it, and I went back, you know, like how to be a high achiever but not a narcissist, because not all narcissists are high achievers either. You know, there's a lot of broke, you know, pretty much the reason a lot of people are homeless, not, I won't say a lot, but there's a lot of people that become withdraw from society, let's say, because the world doesn't treat them the way they want to be treated, and they just withdraw and go into hibernation. But not all high achievers are narcissists either. So you can't just put people in these boxes. And I felt like, you know, I just needed to take a stand for this. And I'll tell you this, not everyone who occasionally acts like a narcissist is a narcissist either. Because who among us, you know, a narcissist is basically someone stuck at the toddler stage of development, you know, you're a two year old, you're eighteen months to two years old in your mental development, and you want the whole world, you want everything you see, everything you see you want, and then you want everybody to, you know, to the world to revolve around you, and that's all you care about. And so not and who among us doesn't occasionally act like that? So uh the point is to recognize Occasional narcissistic behavior, uh, perpetual permanent narcissistic behavior, and not let it invade and damage your life and relationships. And if you see it in your own behavior, uh, get your act together, apologize for your own stupid self, and improve, you know, get better. But the point, because you're going to run people off otherwise... And the point is that when you recognize people with narcissistic behavior, realize they will try, control, uh, and man, try to control and manipulate you. And they will, in it, in spite of themselves, they'll try and disrupt your life. And uh, you'll either have to distance yourself from them or find other coping mechanisms if you can't distance yourself. And uh, you might just, otherwise they're going to ruin your life. And if you let them ruin your life, it's your darn fault. It's your fault. And it doesn't matter if they're aware of what they're doing, because most of them don't see it. Most true narcissists, psycho, you know, and all these psycho-type things, they're, they're looking at the life through their lens, and they're not aware of how they're impacting. And so you can't wait for them to wake up. You cannot reason with them. Uh, someone said when you're talking to a narcissist, you're talking to their face and you see their eyes and everything, and you've got to realize there's nothing behind the face. They're not understanding you. They're looking at you, waiting for you to shut up so they can get on and tell you then what they want again. But you're not connecting when you talk to a narcissist, unfortunately. And so if you run into someone with permanent narcissistic behavior, you got to get away from them, or they'll drag you down. And super, you know, the thing about narcissistic, people is they're super insecure and they cover it up with all this behavior and they're entitled and self-absorbed and uh, more worried about themselves than anyone else or what's going on in the world and you know they're pretty fragile anytime you challenge them they blow up you got to get away from them but the point is this: how can you get in the world you know and you know how is it that some people are able to be high achievers, make things, the right things happen, you know, take charge of their life, stay in charge of your life. I see this all the time in business. People that, you know, they just don't know how to assert themselves. You know, they just don't know in interactions with other people. They don't know uh, how far to go. But, you know, the deal is this. Think of it this way. I, I went, you know, I think the answer to this is very simple it's like a coin that has two sides and i was alerted to this early in my career by art williams when he looked at me and he said and this was when i was super agreeable because i was raised as a christian i am a christian And, uh, you know, I had the attitude that if you go through life and you do good things and you treat people right, surely goodness and mercy will follow you and the heavens eventually will open up and money will rain down from heaven if you behave this way in business. And guess what? It won't. Uh, You know, you might occasionally get a, uh, uh, you know, luck into something, but your life is not, you have to make positive things happen. You have to take charge. You have to be definite. You can't be wishy-washy. You have to take responsibility. And the way it was explained to me that all that clicked immediately, I've never forgotten, what Art said, to be a good leader, to be a good entrepreneur, to be someone who people look up to, and a person of responsibility and achievement and stature you have to do two things first of all you got to be a good person and a good person is something somebody who has good beliefs uh you know good character reliable but the ultimate test of that how people uh in how people can tell if you're a good person or not is how you behave and primarily how you behave towards them and relationship to if you make a commitment you say you're going to do something do you do it whether it's convenient or not you know that's that's the thing of being a good you know being a good person be a good person if you make a commitment uh, follow through so that's a good person but on the other hand see most people will be a good person I was being a good person I was being a good boy You know, I grew up, I I ate all my vegetables. You know, I cleared my plate. You know, I was a good boy. You know, I did my homework. I went to school. I got good grades. Yeah, great. But when you get out in the real world, the thing about the real world that makes the real world the real world is I don't care if you are on a salary or you're on a commission or you're running a business, you must produce. If you're a common laborer, you know when I was in high school i I carried bricks up ladders uh you know when uh, you know uh, you know on the beach up there in the Hamptons when we were you know in the summer building uh uh houses on the beach you know i I did all kind of things. worked at taste- tasty freeze i worked at restaurants, i bust tables you know uh I did all kind of labor I had to produce i was low income. Starter, you know, minimum wage per. I had to produce. We all have to produce. And so the thing is, if you're going to be a responsible person in the world, you got to be a good producer. You have to get things done within time frames. You can't be la de da, la da, it'll work out. No, you got to be a good person. And that's what Art Williams was trying to thump me in the head and get me to wake up. And by the way, I was making three to $4,000 a month in my career for like four years leading up to that conversation. I got money motivated. He said, you're not money motivated, Larry. You know, you're not producing the things that would turn into money in business, and you're the leader. People are looking to you for leadership. You got to produce. You got to get, you know, so I got in the numbers business because I was going to be- – he said, until you put points in the board, until you produce, there's no way to tell you uh, – That you're different from all the people that just talk a good game. So you got to be a good person, but you got to be a good producer. Now, most of us find it easier to be a good person than it is to be a good producer, but there are some monomaniacs out there that are almost impossible to live with that are good producers, but they've got to learn how to be a good person. Otherwise, they're going to be running people off all the time. You know, so we, you know, the thing is. If you're going to last and you're going to be someone of stature, goes to the top, stays at the top, you got to be both good person, good producer. And so, what happened to me after I got that little adjustment in my thinking, I went in and I went into the numbers business. And I won't tell you the changes I made, but I'll tell you that my income doubled the next three months in a row. It went from three to four thousand dollars a month in April, that was the end of April in i don't know 1980 i guess and the next month it went from went to 6000 the next month it went to 11000 the next month it went to 22000 and then uh i think it only ever went under twenty thousand three three times in a december or something ever again you know just barely 189 or something like that and then it went up from there but the thing was i was among, i was producing and I kept my mind on it, and so the idea with you, you know, don't be apologetic about being successful or going for success, but just make sure as you produce, you're agreeable, you're a good person, you keep your commitments, you know, you're you're giving to other people, you're you're you know you're enjoyable to be around. So anyway, don't let people scare you from being successful by telling you. That if you are successful, you're going to turn into a monster. You're not going to turn into a monster. So anyway, I wanted to get that off my chest. All right, looking forward to next time. I knew I was going long, but... Thanks for listening to this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind with me, Larry Wydell. If I've helped you in any way, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. For more information like this, Listen to our other Million Dollar Mastermind episodes and check out my Wydell Academy YouTube channel and visit us on on WydellOnWinning.com. I'm the Million Dollar Mastermind and until next time, go, go, go.